Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I'm sitting at Astro Metalcraft, located in Hanover, Minnesota. Across the table from me is Tony Ross, the president, the new president, the new man in charge. How are you doing, Tony? Very good. Good. And the beautiful Melanie is co-hosting with me. How are you doing, Melanie? I am excellent today. Oh, good. It's Friday. It's T- Friday. TGIF, man. Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tony, it uh, appears you have broke the code, and I think you're modest in the sense like, it wasn't my doing, it was just kind of a luck of the, <laughs> luck of the draw here, but Tony, you recently took over the family business, did you say like a, a year or so ago, is that right? Yeah, back in September last year. September of last year, and there's a, I don't know what you call it, like a, a curse that when a business is um, relinquished to the next generation many times, it goes directly in the toilet. And uh, (laughs) that is not the case here at Astro Metalcraft. When you took over, Tony, it sounds like things kind of took off, right? And uh, I think uh, you blamed it on a rebound of COVID or something, but I mean, that that very well could be. But uh, to me... It seems like you're doing something right, man. So let's start there. You thought it was a good idea to buy the fam out and take over Astrocraft in the middle of COVID-19 shutdown. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah. I guess we, we weren't affected by it too terribly. So it was kind of already in the works before then. We were kind of moving in that direction and... Um, it didn't really, COVID-19 didn't play into the timing or whether or not we were going to do it. My parents were both extremely helpful for making the transition happen. So if I knew they were going to have my back, if things weren't going to go mm. the way that we yeah. were hoping it would, but, you know, we were watching our, you know, leading indicators, yeah. you know, through the whole process, making sure things are, were going to stay on track. You know, it, it was nice to be in an industry that, wasn't as affected as a lot of the other yeah like bars and restaurants yeah 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 yeah. you know we didn't have to shut down at all we never had to lay anybody off oh good we we just experienced you know a few setbacks where you know schedules got delayed decisions were delayed and um so i mean things slowed down a bit but you know we never we never stopped working Mm, yeah that's awesome so was it your mom and dad that started the business back in the day uh, no, it was, can't even think of their names, but uh, some other gentleman that um, started, it was just a small, very small business when they bought it. There was like eight employees when they bought it. Um, they bought it back in uh, 2006, 2007-ish, right okay. before the recession. I was just going to say, right before the Yeah, the recession. housing crash. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, you guys have a, uh, a I, I see a theme tendency. here. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, okay, so somebody else started the business. Your parents bought it at right around 2007-ish. Yeah. And uh, they grew the business, apparently. Uh, you got a big facility here, 40-plus uh, employees. And uh, so they grew the business, and then just a year or so ago, they're like, nah, uh, they, 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 want, they wanted to retire. They wanted to sell it and, what, move to Florida? Well, what's their plan here? Uh, yeah, well, they've got a lot of grandkids. Okay. Um, so uh, and my, my mom likes to play tennis, and my dad wanted to get back into 
um, triathlon and flying and stuff. So oh, wow. They, uh, cool. they, uh, they're, they're doing those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. It was just, I had been here long enough to learn the ropes, um, and, you know, had been yeah. a, a part of the team that helped to grow the business. So, you know, I, I was ready for it yeah. and they were ready to retire. Yeah. yeah let's, let's talk about your experience with the business. Your parents, I think, purchased it back in 2007. Did you, you know, work here in the summers while going to high school or after school? Or was this your lifelong dream to become president of the company? Like, what, what, what's been your journey to sit in the president's seat? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, my first job was, you know, grinding, grinding welds. Uh, <laughs> it was dirty. It was, it was fun. It was, it was good to start um, learning the industry that way. I went to school. For, How old were you at that time? Would you say? Um, I w- it was, I was probably like my freshman year of college. I, I want to say. So okay. Okay. Somewhere in there. Yeah, but I was going to school for industrial engineering, so it was a related field. And uh-huh. you know, I, I didn't do that because I had any intentions of working for my parents. Yeah. But then, you know, graduating out of uh, into the the recession, and it, it seemed like a good opportunity when when they said, "Hey, we have an opening. We we really like you. You know, you to come yeah. help." You know, with this big project for for a year, and so that was initially the plan. You know, go one year, go help for one year, and um, you know, doing some project management type things. It just so happened that you know a key person quit during my first week there, so I, I had to you know learn quickly and basically ran the sheet metal area. That was kind of my first experience with production side of things. I was running lasers and um, oh, cool punches and um, managing a couple people there. Okay. And you went to NDSU? Yep. And uh, for industrial engineering, is that what you said? Yep. So, but that was just kind of dumb luck in the sense, like, you weren't planning on coming over to the business and working in an industrial-type facility. But, I mean, I would assume that industrial engineering degree has helped you of some sort. Absolutely. So, I, the reason I picked that degree was... I. I guess I'm a naturally a lazy person. Oh, and yeah. Industrial <laughs> engineering is about how to get the most done with the least amount of effort. Right. So <laughs> at least you're honest, man. I'm a I'm a laziness engineer to some degree. Well, I don't know. I've seen you running around here. You don't seem very lazy. Wow, that is a vibration. So you got some work going on outside. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting in a new parking lot and uh I don't know what the heck that thing was, but I felt it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right? Yeah, the roller factor uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> so, yeah, that brings up an interesting point. When we arrive, uh, there's no parking lot, so we have to park on the street. And then the parking lot itself is covered in oil because they're preparing to put down new asphalt. So we do a uh, a, a little tour back around tour. the back side of the buildings and going <laughs> over pipes and dodging rocks and this and that. So we got to really get to see the back end of Astro Metalcraft. I we appreciate that. We got to see that. the backside. Backside. <laughs> the yeah. real backside. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned grandkids, that your, your, your mom wanted to spend some time with the grandkids. Do you have siblings yourself? Yeah, I'm middle of five. Middle of five. And you got three kids on your... Correct. Yeah. yeah. All little kids. How many kids. grandkids are there then? Um... 
gosh, yeah, whole crew, like twelve, I think. <laughs> oh, how so, cool! Not quite, yeah. Any of your siblings involved in the business here? Not at all. Not at all. My my brother helps with IT on occasion. That's it, huh? <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the business a little bit. What is it that you guys do exactly at Astro Metal Craft? Yeah, it's custom metal fabrication. A lot of it's decorative metals for the construction uh, architectural industry. So architects will dream up something unique that you know they can't just purchase. We will help flush out their designs, uh, rail, you know, unique railings, uh, decorative trim, uh, vent covers. So if it's not something standard that you can just go pick out of a catalog, that's that's the type of work we do. A lot of stuff out at the airport, a lot of the stainless steel trim work that you see out there, that was uh, done by Astro. So do they give you the specs or do you come up with that for them based on their ideas? Yeah, so different customers have their ideas mm-hmm. flushed out to differing degrees. Um, architects are mostly concerned with how it's going to look and you know we're we're we have to flush out the rest of the details uh, if it it needs to hold loads or provide some sort of safety requirements we have to get it engineered. So yeah, I mean that on that side of things, on the industrial equipment side, that's the other, you know, branch of the business. Um, those are generally a lot more detailed out, where we're we're just helping make the fabrication drawings off of their very detailed specifications. Industrial equipment. So, I don't know. It makes it sound like you guys are building parts for, uh, like, I don't know, caterpillar or something that go on the outside of a big piece of equipment? I mean, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, that would be more like OEM parts. Um, We do a little bit of that. Most of what I'm referring to is stuff like water treatment facilities, like tanks, Okay. um, some piping. um, You know, we'll do auger systems. Um, So a lot of it isn't necessarily like for mass-produced equipment. It's more of project-based where they're they're needing something... um, very specific to problem yeah. or situation. Yeah. And has this been the trend of um, making railings or industrial equipment, the tanks and augers and such? Has this been a long trend for the company? You've been doing it for years? Or are you always kind of bringing on new things, looking for something else? Or, or, or is that more a niche of yours, would you say? Sure, yeah. I mean, the the company was... The original founders were a breakout from a, um, a food equipment okay. manufacturer, and so that's where that was kind of what it was initially. But the equipment that we have, the the techniques, the skills, the welding, the laser cutting, all that sort of stuff. I mean, you can make anything, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah. you know, different salespeople that we've hired over the years might be more comfortable with one industry or another. So oh, sure. that's the type of work um, that we've ended up, you know, getting into. So one of our salespeople is, you know, came from a miscellaneous metals background, and so okay. that's how we got into that realm of work. And okay. then another person was heavily in the water treatment industry, oh, okay. uh, so that's why we're getting a lot of that. But we'll get RFQs for all sorts of different stuff, and you know, if, if it fits our capabilities, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. In layman's terms, what's RFQ? Uh, request for quote. There you go. And how do you fill your day mostly? Um, are you on the sales side? Or are you managing employees or how is your day typically filled? 
Yeah, I, I fortunately worked myself out of needing to be in the day-to-day operations. I'm mostly focused on um, activities to support the growth of the company, adding different capabilities. Uh, I do a lot of work on process improvement. So we actually have our own in-house ERP system that I built. And so as the business needs change and evolve, I've helped to you know change that system to accommodate nice. our processes as uh, as we redesign how things are done, yeah, uh, you know, as, as we've grown, you know, the, the processes often need to change to support oh, yeah. that new level or number of employees as roles shift and change. You know how we communicate yeah. with each other. So that's those are the sorts of problems I'm mostly working on. He sounds like a book we're reading. Yes, he does. Have you ever read the book Traction? Yeah, we we've. We've used that methodology here. Yep. Yeah. We had a feeling of that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you just recited like chapter two. <laughs> yeah, there's a, we, we run into a lot of companies we do business with have, have used that uh, methodology for um, managing their businesses. And it's, yeah. it's definitely a useful framework that we've liked to follow. Yeah. So you, you're spending most of your time working on the business, not so much in the business today. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get involved in, if there's a major all hands on deck problem, I'll yeah. certainly get involved. Or, uh, you know, being I have a, you know, worked out in the shop with the lasers and stuff. Sometimes, you know, for shorthanded there, yeah. I'll step in and okay. help get the fun. machine go get get it going. You know, I I like to get involved in that from time to time. But right. I, but uh, I, I I try not to bring it <laughs> back often. to your roots. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Would you say you were, I don't know, were you the one responsible for bringing in these, the, the traction type mentality, their EOS process, the working on the business, not so much in the business? Or was that kind of already in place when you stepped in? Um, I, I was a big supporter of doing more activities to focus improve on, processes. improve the process. I mean, especially with having that industrial engineering yeah. background. Mm-hmm. So I, my mom actually was the one that brought that in. I don't know where she heard of it from, but sure. um, I got on board right away. I was like, yes, this is, makes sense. This is, makes mm-hmm. sense. This is what we need. And so yeah. for a long time, that was how um, I worked with my parents to, um, you know, work together with them to, to, to set a plan and, and work and implement yeah. those projects. Yeah, that's great. When was that? When did your mom? Oh, yeah, I guess first I bring that in. Don't remember exactly. It was kind of right around when everybody else was discovering it. I oh, okay. want to say four or five years ago. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of businesses we talk to, I mean, they're very familiar with that book, their processes, the EOS software, it sounds like. Um, so, and everybody that we talked to that has done it loves it. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely feel like you're on the right track there. So, you know, while you were talking, I was, I, I was, I started to wonder back in 2007 and when your parents were looking at buying this company, did your dad or somebody have experience in this type of work or was the price right? Or did they know the, the, the previous owner and, you know, they're kind of doing them in a favor. They've seen an opportunity. Like, what was the motivation there? How was it a f- good fit for them to step into and, and purchase this business? Yeah, um, I, the shortest answer is my dad needed a job. <laughs> so he, so bought, he bought one. one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I don't nice. know if that's quite how he described <laughs> it, but uh, he had he had left a different family business and uh, 
was looking for the next thing to do. And he, he was a mechanical engineer or a degree in mechanical engineering. So he, he just thought, even though he didn't have a lot of direct metal fabrication industry experience, he mm. figured he'd figure it out. And yeah. that's what he did. And he did. Yep. Well, that's, that's a, that's a motivator, I guess. Yeah. You, know, you don't have a job. <laughs> You got to make it happen, right? Exactly. Yeah, they they worked very hard, especially through the recession, to keep the business going. And you know, it was a much smaller business at the time, and much more vulnerable to going under uh, under those yeah. conditions. Uh, so that's actually how my mom ended up getting involved. Is they they just they needed to work together to figure it out and all how hands to make on it deck. Work. Exactly. Well, good. Are they, they enjoying did. retirement? They are. Yes, yeah. they earned it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. good. So what's the future look like for Astro Metalcraft? Anything, any goals or plans? You know, in that book, they talk about uh, like a 10-year vision and a three-year goal and a one-year plan, that type of thing. Yep. You got big plans for the company? I do, yeah. We want to keep growing. This This is a huge market for metal fabrication. There's a lot Why of... is that? I just want to stop you there. Why do you think this is a good market right now for metal fabrication? Um, I just think in general, just there's... You you might not see as many like you don't look or notice it. It's yeah. just it's everywhere. Somebody's got to make this stuff. There's a shortage of welders. Oh, you know, so true. if you can can convince people to go into welding and train them to be welders, there's plenty of work for them. Sure. Um, so that's kind of yeah. That's kind of one of the key things I work on is making sure we've we've got staff. You okay. Know? So yeah, that's that's what's going to enable us to grow because there's a need for it and there's a shortage of it. Are you hiring now? Yeah, yeah, we're kind of always hiring to some degree. Right. Basically, to achieve the growth, it's just it's not a matter of are we hiring. It's what position. So okay. we'll we'll add some some capacity somewhere, and then that'll. I mean, we don't have enough of some, you know, so we just keep, keep growing that way. Yeah. You know, oh, now we, we've got more people. We need more sales. We had add another sales per, oh, now we have too many sales <laughs> to get it done. Now we need to increase the fabricator. Yeah. You're always looking yeah. for that kink in the hose. What's slowing you down, yep, right? Uh, yeah. Theory of constraints, you know, yeah. you know, whatever the is constraining us, that's what we, that's where we focus. That's where your attention. focus goes. Yep. Do you guys do any installation or is it just the manufacturing piece? So we'll carry installation in our contract, but we have partners we work with that do the installation. Kind of sub that out? Yeah, sub it out. Okay. Yep. So the goal is keep doing what you're doing, but just do more of it? Pretty much. We do add capabilities. We have a tube laser coming in in a couple of weeks. Oh, you just got that big machine. What was that? Um, That other one that just came in is a, a fiber flat sheet laser. So... Basically, we'll double our capacity in, in cuts, that. cuts metal. Cuts metal, yeah. Accurate and quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Yes. That thing was huge. Yeah, it's um, six <laughs> by she six said. foot by three. I was waiting for somebody <laughs> to say that. I walked uh, into that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was a, that was a layup. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so you, you bought some. You're investing in new equipment. What was the first piece of equipment you mentioned? Tube laser. Tube laser. Same thing. Cuts metal quickly. Cuts metal. Yep. So the flat sheet laser is cutting sheets. Tube laser is cutting and tubes. Tubes. Square oh. tubes. Round tubes. That makes perfect sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little slow. Yep. I graduated from no high school. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Delano. Is that where you went? Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. They got a good school. Yeah. Got a better school than Annandale, I think. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I digress. So what's a, what's a good customer look like for you? If, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, dang, this, this is what I need, what would that good customer look like to you? What, what are they looking for? 
Yeah, I mean, we're always looking for uh, customers that can be a good partner with us, that know know what they're looking for. You know, uh, we're happy to help flush out ideas, but you know, ideally, it's something coming with something a little better than a napkin sketch. But uh, and it's commercial work that you guys specialize in. I mean, you're not doing anything on the res- residential side, are you? Uh, not too much. We do have a product line of architectural products that we're we're getting up and going for like, your own product line or for somebody else. Our own product line. Wow, um, some, that's you know, exciting. We, we like doing the unique projects, but you know, we we've got some designs that we've done over the years that seem worth putting on other buildings. Yeah. So, uh, We've got some railing systems and some perforated panel systems uh, okay. that can architects can spec right into their um, into their plans. Yeah. So okay. So an example of a good customer. I don't know. Let me let me try this. I am a builder and I'm putting up a an apartment complex, and we need railings that go around the patios, you know, of my 11 story building. I can't buy these railings at Menards. Right, so I gotta have them fabricated somewhere. That's where you guys step in. Absolutely, yep. A lot of places are you know they, they'll use a cheaper spec uh, aluminum railing, snap together thing. If that's what you need on your building. That's not us, but if you want something more higher end, yeah. uh, that that's where we come in. We we're very good with aluminum, with stainless steel. Uh, all our products are you know welded. They're very you know strong, durable products. So basically, I mean, is it safe to say if if there is a commercial application that involves any kind of fabrication of aluminum or stainless steel, give you guys a shot at it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we'll let you know if it's not in, in our wheelhouse and we can always refer refer to you to somebody else. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, we, we're, we'll we'll open up the drawing. We'll see what you got. We'll let you know if, you know, we're, we're, we're right to partner with you. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Well, I'm about to wrap it up. Is there anything you two want to bring up before I, I, I call it quits here? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. You good? How about you, I'm Tony? Good. You're good, Tony? Yeah. All right. So here we go, guys. Astro Metal Craft, located in Hanover, Minnesota. Tony Ross is the man I'm talking to right now. He is the president of the company. He can be reached at the office phone number of 763-777. 8087. Again, that's 763 777 8087. Check out their website. It's astro, A S T R O, metalcraft.com. Tony, I appreciate your time, man. The company is in great hands. I know mom and dad are retired and enjoying the grandkids and golfing and doing triathlons and all that stuff. And they, can, and they can rest assured that <laughs> Astrocraft is in good hands, Tony. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota. Minnesota.